bookkeeper, a good accountant. These are these are things that I think are investments. Like the clients, that I, the, the clients that I work with one on one, I work for free. What you mean? Because I will always save you more money than I cost you. And three, two, one. You're listening to. The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Well, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where we find dope people. They're really, really dope stuff. Today is no different. Came in here with some drip. I don't know if you could... Can you get close on that? The Melanin Money? Mel- melanin, melanin, melanin Millionaire. Melanin Millionaire. Melanin Millionaire. Melaninmoney.com. Because y'all know... Grab your set. Before this, I was like, yo, I need equity in that company. So listen, if y'all see me start wearing all melanin millionaire gear, just know it worked out. For sure. For both of us, favorably. Right? For sure. I mean, all I right. love collaboration. Well, there we go. So um, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. I, I like the energy already. Yeah. Okay. Because what you were explaining is you help entrepreneurs not have to give the man or give Joe Biden all your money. Yeah, help entrepreneurs live tax-free. We're living in a society right now. When you say tax-free, what do you mean? Like not pay taxes. At all? It depends on how good the strategy is, right? And that's situation by situation. I'm going to give you some game that if you if you implement So you're a tax strategist? Yes, I'm a CPA. Oh, yeah, see? totally. <laughs> we're, we're here, okay? CPA, so you got to be I work hard for that license, you know what I'm saying? So, but not all CPAs focus on taxes, right? Not all CPA focus on taxes. But your thing is taxes. Oh, I'll, yeah. It's, it's everybody's number one expense. Do you know the average person pays 40% of their lifetime income in taxes? You're basically working 40% of your life for free. Mm, that sucks. Who has time for that? I don't got time for that. Time for that. All right, so, okay, so in, introduce yourself, Larry, because I got a million questions because this is like some real stuff for me right now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So my name is Carter Cofield. Um, I'm a CPA, and my goal is to help entrepreneurs live tax-free. So I have books, courses, masterminds, all that jazz, because right now, especially in the black community, entrepreneurship is hot. A lot of people making a lot of money, but the problem is they don't know how to manage it or how to uh, lower their tax bill. They're going to be surprised come April with all this money they made. And my goal is to not let that happen. Mm. Okay. First off, that's your real name? Carter, yeah. Not Carter Cofield? Yeah. That's a cool name. Sounds like stage name-ish. Uh, no, nah, it's my real name, bro. Real joint? That's yeah. all. All right, so... Just want to put that out there. All right, so... so um, this lady, uh, I think she's for sure the wrong person to be talking to after she told me this news. And, you know, she's like going through my numbers and stuff like that. And she said, yeah, you're going to, you're probably going to have to pay about 35% in taxes. I said, of that number? <laughs> when? I'm not doing that. And then I started thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, we all default to, well, Donald Trump don't pay no taxes. Right, How you right. do that? <laughs> and so that's where, that's where my mind went. Sure. So... How, first off, why, explain taxes and why it's set up like that and why some people don't have to pay it. Okay, I got you. Got it. So, guys, actually, like four questions. No, I mean, I'm, I'm going to break it all the way down. Explain taxes first. I got you. So, so, here's the thing most people don't know the tax code is nothing to be scared of. All this tax code is is an incentive system for you to do what the government wants you to do. I like to call it an incentivized game. And, like any game, you have to do two things. One, number one, you need to be on the right team. Right. So taxes are made to benefit entrepreneurs and investors. So if you're a W-2 earner, you're on the wrong team because you're going to pay the most taxes. Taxes are made for to benefit entrepreneurs and investors because we're making jobs. We're stimulating the economy and we're doing what what the government wants us to do. So they give us massive tax breaks, which we're going to talk about later. But the second piece about it is you have to know the rules. And one of my favorite rules is to 
for people to understand what I call like the, the golden tax formula. Very simple. When you're a W-2 earner, right? You get paid, right? You, you had a job before. Mm-hmm. Okay? They took taxes out before you even said anything. Correct. They gave you what's left. Right. Right? As a business owner, you get paid, you spend money, reinvest into your business, you pay taxes on what's left. Right? So it switches the equation. So now you control the taxes that you pay by how much money you reinvest and spend into your business. Mm-hmm. So you're actually in control of what you can do. So um, I like to educate people on first taking control of your tax situation and then use the strategies I'm going to talk about to minimize your taxes. Gotcha. Very first thing we need to do as entrepreneurs that <sighs> like make money because this is this is a good last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, no, so, I mean, for, I, I, the show's doing great. Yeah. So, okay, not my situation, mm-hmm. but just in general, a lot of people have made a lot of money mm-hmm. in this, I guess, I don't know, it's not, it's not down economy, it's in this pandemic yeah. time, right? What are you most afraid of for our people? I'm most afraid of our people um, spending all of the money that they make and then not saving up for a massive tax bill that could put them in jail, right? So for me, it's just like, the number one mistake entrepreneurs make is not understanding the tax deductions that we're that we are allowed to have. Do you know it's over 300 tax deductions that each of us can have? There's no excuse for you to be paying, overpaying taxes. And here's what I say. We all need to pay what we legally owe, but let's not leave a tip, right? A lot of us are leaving. <laughs> I'm serious, right? Like a lot of us are leaving 10, 20, 30, $40,000 tips to the IRS, but we only tip our righteous, right? So um, my goal is to teach you all um, some of my favorite strategies on how to lower that amount. So to answer your question, like it's just about knowledge, you know, like uh, what's that? How, how's it go? Conversation change compensation. So mm. I hope this conversation changes how much taxes you're going to owe in, in a couple months. Absolutely. Okay. So I bought, I, for now I'm just like racking my brain on, okay, how much can I not, because I don't, I don't think I quite understand mm. a write-off. Okay. Right? Can I explain it? Please. Okay, for sure. So guys, a write-off is anything that is ordinary or, and, and or necessary to operate your business, right? So any, any money that you spend that is attributed to your business, and the dope part about that is a lot of your personal expenses become business expenses once you start a business. So for your cell phone, right? You use your cell phone in your business. Yes. That's a business, that's a tax write-off. That's a business sure. deduction. You take that amount of your cell phone, subtract it by your income, right? Your what about my drip? I'm going to teach you how to write off clothes. I'm going to teach you how to write off clothes. I got four strategies I want to teach your audience. That's going to change your life. Okay. Okay. But before that, understanding a write-off is very simple. It's just any expense that's ordinary and necessary for you to operate your business. And when you think about it, you're like, yo, I need my car to get to business meetings. I need my internet. I need to use my computer. Like um, all these uh, Apple watches, you can check your email on Apple watch. You can write that off too. So just understanding like, yo, before I spend any money, I ask myself the question, is that right? I can write this off of my taxes. And 90% of the time it is. It's a way. Really? Mm-hmm. See, somebody was telling me it's not, you can't do all, for one, a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. No, you can't write, write off clothes. They're, they're lazy. You said, what's the question? I'm going to say their name. Okay, okay. <laughs> most, most, most accountants and CPAs are lazy. All they want to do is just do your taxes and get you out the door. Right? I'm a tax planner, right? And if you, if you take care of business during tax planning season, you don't have to worry about things during tax paying season. Right. So the goal is to get somebody that's going to help you understand and strategize on like, instead of saying no, but like, how can we make this happen? Mm. You know? Okay. So do you want me to teach you how to write off clothes? Come on. Since we're on it. Let's do it. So this is Melanie Millionaire drip, right? Mm-hmm. But you like it. Strippy. <laughs> Strippy. So he, basically the IRS used to say you cannot write off clothes because unless it's a costume, you can't write it off. But if you get your logo visibly stitched on your clothing, you're now a walking advertisement for your business. 
that can bring more business back back home. So if you get your logo visibly stitched with IRS says, you can write off the cost of the clothes, the stitching cost, and every time you take it to the cleaners. Mm. Right? If I get a Louis Vuitton hoodie. Here we go. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Every time. Let's just say. Every time. Every time. And I take it to my embroidery and I get the, the logo, my social proof logo right here. Uh-huh. So here's what I say. Here's what I say. Ordinary and necessary. I don't think there's nothing ordinary about Louis Vuitton. Right. Um, so I don't recommend people try to get their name put on luxury items. But like, you know, like a Nike jumpsuit, Nike tracksuit, a bla- a nice blazer. You know what I'm saying? You can get your logo put on that. But I wouldn't go luxury. Um, you might get away with it. But like, I don't want you to try that one. OK, here's the thing. OK, let's talk about it. I got this watch. Right. Uh huh. And I don't I want to write it off. Right. What if I did a podcast episode on watches and I got the watch so that I can be in the conversation of the podcast. If episode. Rolex was a sponsor, then yeah, because now it's, it's, it, that is actually bringing revenue into your business. You can track if it. Rolex is a sponsor, mm-hmm. because you're now wearing that in promotion of a business activity that can bring in more business to your to your podcast. Mm. You know, so it's all about creativity. Right. You know, it's about thinking of how being can, legal and being legal, right? It's about how can I make this a tax deductible expense based on is it bringing revenue to my business or not? Gotcha. Give me, give me the like the 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 most monumental or maybe just a memorable situation that you had, maybe with a client. You got to say their name, right? Mm-hmm. But a situation they were in that was really messed up. Uh huh. And how did you get them out? Got you. So, have you? Do you know what an S corp is? Yeah. Okay. Explain that. Okay. First off, got you. So, guys, Please. this is very, this is very important. This is probably gonna save you a hundred grand off the off the rip. So, if you have an LLC, right, a basic LLC, all money that comes through your LLC, you have to pay three type of taxes on. You have to pay federal, which is about twenty five percent on average, state five percent on average, but self employment, the FICA tax, like the Social Security, that's fifteen point three percent. So you add all that up, that's forty five point three percent. So if you make a hundred grand, you gotta get forty five thousand three hundred dollars away to the IRS, right? If you have an LLC. If you have an S corporation, you can't do nothing about federal and state, but you can save on FICA because here's how it works. If you have the same 100K, you only pay FICA on the salary you pay yourself when you have an S corporation. So if Say it you, one more time. You only pay FICA taxes, right? On the salary that you pay yourself from your okay. S corp, right? So if you have that same 100 grand and you paid yourself a salary of, of 30,000, you only have to pay that 15% on that 30,000 instead of the whole hundred. So now $70,000 is avoiding FICA taxes. See, here's the thing. I'm getting different things from different CPAs. Okay. Some CPAs say, like I was, I was talking to my man, Jay, and he said he does all LLCs. Okay. And there's some way he does it and it saves taxes or something like that. Then somebody else says you need to, okay, you can have all these LLCs, but you file elect S Corp or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, so here's, here's a basic understanding. If you have an LLC and, you, and your net income is $50,000 or less, an LLC is perfect for you. 50K or less net profit. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Anything over that, you need an S Corporation because it's going to help you save tremendously on self-employment taxes. Am I, okay, Am I filing it as an escort? But I have like a bunch of LLCs, mm-hmm. right? But are you saying I have these bunch of LLC, LLCs and I'm filing all of these LLCs as an escort or all of these LLCs should be all escorts? Because I got so different know, businesses. Yeah, you know, it's an easy strategy to do. And this is game right here. If you have one escort, right? And, and it owns all your LLCs, all of your money comes into that one, that one business and then you have to do payroll one time. 
right? For, for, you do payroll one time for 30%. That's a good number of all the money your business made. The under, other 70% avoids FICA taxes. It's confusing. Now I'm, I'm processing. Okay, okay. Um, but you still got to do returns for each LLC though, yes? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a lot easier on paying yourself. So I can give you a better example because I don't want to confuse you. Please. Okay, so you heard about the whole G-Wagon car write-off thing, right? It's over 4,000 pounds. 6,000 pounds. 6,000 So here's pounds. the thing. I just bought a new Mercedes-Benz AMG, right? The car was 120 grand. Because the car is over 6,000 pounds, the IRS will let you write off 100% of the, of the value of the vehicle. Even if you don't put, even if you don't pay for the whole thing in cash. So you can go, to the dealership, finance this car with $10,000, right? You get the car, you get $120,000 write-off the year that you get the car. So now it's lowering your taxable income by 120K. Hold on. Let's say I get a $120,000 vehicle. Uh-huh. This year. This year. But I didn't pay a whole 120-something thousand. I paid 10,000. Mm-hmm. But I made... A million dollars, let's say. Yep. Or half a million dollars. Let's use a half a million dollars. Let's use 200,000. Okay. 200,000. It made $200,000. <laughs> I can write off $120,000 of this 200,000 and only have to pay the $80,000 and t- pay tax on the 80,000. Exactly. Are you sure? I'm positive. This is what I get paid to do. And then that's just one strategy, but that's- I'm that's, about to buy a truck. I mean, why not? So I just buy, so I tell people- <laughs> no, so, so, so here's what <laughs> I, I tell people this all the time. Do you know there's two tax seasons? Most people think it's one, right? There's tax paying season, then there's tax saving season, right? Tax paying season is January through April. After the, the past year closes out, there's nothing much we can do. We can't go back in time. But that, this last quarter of the year, you need to be doing tax planning so buying cars, doing the, all these things so you can lower your income by December 31st, I can get that thing down to zero. That's just one strategy. And so now- What about buying a building? Yeah, that, that works as well. So you want to explain that? Yes. Okay. Yes, hey. explain it. <laughs> yes. So, so build, real estate is so dope because it's the most tax advantaged uh, investment that you can ever have because it's something that's called earn in pocket, lose on paper. So the reason Donald Trump doesn't pay any taxes- it's because he earns all this money in real life, but he gets to write off everything on his taxes. So let me break down the, the biggest tax for real estate is depreciation. So if you get a real estate building, right? Say it's a half a million dollars. You get a depreciation deduction of whatever that half million divided by 27.5 is. It's, that's 18K. 18K. Why is that? Because the IRS like, says- no way no, you that I, good, I, bro. I, Hold on. Ain't no way you that good, bro. Hold on. The IRS says that since your property's going to lose money in value every year, we're going to give you a deduction for the, your property losing value. You said 500,000 times what? Divided by 27 and a half. Divided by 27 and a half. Divided by 27. Hold on. I don't, I don't know if my calculator can do it, but that's right? Yeah. Because it's my property, so I, I know it's right. I own a half a million dollar property. Mm-hmm. So this property makes me $1,500 a month, which is $18,000. Mm-hmm. So I'm earning 18K, but my depreciation is 18K. So it's wiping out all my income. So I don't have to pay any taxes on that real estate income that I have. Mm. Mm. Isn't taxes fun? Like, it's still not fun because I still got to pay some stuff. <laughs> well, until, until we, we get this together. Right, right, right. So, so, oh, so, so that's why, okay. 
So I need to get my stuff together. Are we close? We almost ready to like get it because I need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> close. Okay. All right. Because this is scary stuff, bro. Like, there are people to go to jail for this. No, for sure. And and not even out of, like, trying to cheat anybody, just negligence. Just ne- negligence, right? So that's why I love teaching it so much, because I want to give people the comfortability of, over something that scares them so much, mm-hmm. right? And I want them to be so comfortable they can start having fun with it, right? So like you said, like, I brought up buying a car, your ass lit up, right? What if I told you I can help you turn every vacation you, can, you, you take into a business vacation? Proceed, Carter. Proceed? Okay. So... <laughs> This is my favorite concepts. It's called wrapping a weekend. Okay. So let's say you and your boys going to Miami uh, Saturday and Sunday to get lit on the weekend. Somebody's birthday. That's the 100% personal trip, right? Mm-hmm. I would advise you instead of going on Saturday and Sunday, I want you to fly in on Friday and I want you to leave on Monday. And what I want you to do while you're in Miami, I want you to find some business activity while you're in Miami. That's, the business activity can be anything. Taking a client to lunch, taking a prospect to lunch, going to a conference, I go to eventbrite.com and just find a networking event in my, in my industry, right? So I'm going to go find like an accounting networking event. So if you find business activity that Friday and that Monday, the IRS doesn't care what you do over the weekend because you have to be there for those two business days. Therefore, they'll let you write off the flight, the lodging, and the meals that you have over that weekend. Wow. Because you have to be in Miami for business activity, right? So how do you track it? Yeah, so, I, so one thing I would do, if you, let's say you, got friends, you probably got friends in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Business partners. Mm-hmm. Take them to lunch. Keep the receipt on the back of the receipt, write who you went to lunch with and what business activity was talked about. Do that same thing on Monday for the next person you take to lunch. And then, I, and then you have legit documentation that I had to be in Miami to meet with this partner to talk about this business strategy on Friday and on Monday. And therefore, the IRS says, hey, we don't care what you did over the weekend because you have to stay. Go have fun. We'll let you write off the flight, the, the, the flight there, the lodging and the, and the business meals. That's my, I think that's my challenge in terms of keeping the receipts. You know, do you use like a QuickBooks software or anything? Yeah, nope. yeah, yeah. So you just take a picture and then it automatically uploads it to QuickBooks in, in the moment. Oh. Yeah. So, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I have that. Take a picture of the receipt, upload that thing. You use QuickBooks? Yeah. Hold on, show me where it's at. I highly recommend using show, QuickBooks. Show me, yeah. where, show me where it's at. I guess. QuickBooks? Yeah. Uh, I think you do it on main. I think you just upload it on the main one. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I'm about to... I need to... I need <laughs> in to the middle. In the middle of the joint. Yeah, yeah. No, no. This is important. <laughs> it is. So, let's see. All right. So... Oh! Snap receipt. It's right there. It's on the home page, yo. <laughs> That's crazy. It's on the home page, King. That's wild. It says snap receipt. And you just... So, you, you snap receipt, take a picture... And I don't have nothing to snap right now, but yeah. it asked me to describe it, I suppose. Yeah, and then you just put the description. That my, Miami lunch date with XYZ. Now, every, every time you travel, you can run the same play and use your business card and never have to pay for a personal trip again. Okay, what about, um, what if I'm, I'm so far behind? Though. It's okay. I don't have receipts from this stuff all the time. It's okay. Here. If I told you how many entrepreneurs didn't have their things together, you, you'll, you'll feel good. Okay, great. I feel better. <laughs> what do you do for, what do we do? So I think the first thing, man, like hiring a bookkeeper is probably the, the, the best thing any entrepreneur can do. Their job is to help you organize your unorganized life. Yeah. Right. I'm going to I'm a CPA and I have a bookkeeper. Right. Because I understand the importance of having my transactions in a category so I can understand how my business is doing. How can you take your business to the next level if you don't even know where your current business is standing right now? Mm. Right. Can you write that down for me, Joe? Because I, I need to remember that. 
Like seriously, I need to just actually just text it to me. T- text me that real quick. So most one of the most important things a bookkeeper. And I have a bookkeeper. Yeah, now. you want a really good one. That's like because again, your numbers tell a story, and if you don't know uh, where your numbers stand in each category, how can you? make business decisions on how you take your business to the next level. Or figure out how much I'm spending in a particular area exactly. next year. Exactly. Exactly. So a bookkeeper is a huge hire. And so many people are like, I don't want to pay that. It's probably the best money you're going to spend as an entrepreneur. A really good bookkeeper. How much do you pay your bookkeeper? 700 a month. Really? I have a lot of transactions. I thought that was cheap. Huh? Oh, I mean. Are they really? They're a good one. They're a good one. They're a good one. Yeah, seven hundred dollars a month. That's what eighty four hundred dollars a year. Mm. Okay, okay. To, to organize my finance, I think that's worth it. So, say you come into somebody's organization. So, I have I got my books, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I got, um, you know, I have a bookkeeper. You know, they're they're categorizing everything. But moving, let's say, for instance, you find somebody who doesn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? Where do they start? You know, what I mean? because it's it's all a mess right now. Right, 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 right. right, right so, right. where do they start? So. What, what, a good book, what a good bookkeeper can do is they can go back and retroactively fix all your own mistakes, mm-hmm. right? It's going to take some time. They're going to have to import everything, but they can retroactively fix the past 11 yeah. months that you didn't do anything, get you to a good square one so that you can proceed. With They've been doing my three. last three years, bro. Ooh-wee, you've been playing, huh? <laughs> because, you know, like, you know how to make money, but keeping it and, like, organizing it and tracking it. Yeah. That's a different monster. For sure, for sure. And I think as entrepreneurs, our job is to be great at what we do, right? We got to get really good at outsourcing the things that we're not good at, right? And, and these, and a, a bookkeeper, a good accountant, these are, these are things that I think are investments. Like the clients, that I, the, the clients that I work with one-on-one, I work for free. What you mean? Because I will always save you more money than I cost you. Mm. A good CPA should work for you for free. If they charge you 30 grand, they should be able to save you 50 grand. Charge you fifty, they should be able to save you hundred. So when I say I work with my clients for free, you charge thirty. No, nah, I charge more than that. You charge more than thirty. Well, for one on one, yeah, it's a lot of work. But like again, if I charge if I charge you fifty, but I save you two hundred thousand, who won? I won. Exactly. Is it all upfront or monthly or what? Um, we can talk about that. So you're not a CFO for for your companies, right? You're not acting CFO or anything. Um, I have a team that kind of helps with that, right? But the the but the point is like. If they save you more money than they cost you, it's like an investment. So, That's like, a fact. right, and like me educating you on the on, on the tax strategies. I actually have two more I want to give you. Um, your birthday's coming up, yes. right? Can I teach you how to write off your birthday trip with Come your friends? On, let's okay. Go. So, I um, my birthday was uh, in July, and I went to Columbia, uh, Medellin, Colombia, with my friends. Booked like a ten thousand dollar Airbnb. It was lit. So, hold on, how much more than thirty you charge? What you charge right now? Right well, now? Well, I don't really do one on one no more. It's oh. all like group because it's just a lot. But um, you do any one on one? I'm I'm getting away from it. Come on, man, let's talk. Look at look at him. All, hey, he 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 different, man. But nah, <laughs> I swear, I swear, my brother is different. He, persuasive. Okay, go ahead. Um, so um. If your friends are your business partners in some way, which I assume that you are because you, you got your hands in every, every business that you can get in. So if your friends are your business partners, right, and you have this birthday trip with them, every business gets one annual meeting per year. So if you wanted to go to, I don't know, Turks and Caicos and have social proof annual meeting, mm-hmm. right, and you brought your friends who you own businesses with, that is now your company's annual meeting, which is a business expense. You all have meetings once a day, you track it, you uh, take pictures, and now you're able to turn this birthday vacation into a business write-off as an annual meeting. Mm. 
So this is what this is the play I run once a year for my birthday. But my friends are my business partners, and if you're gonna be my friend at this age, you better you better be doing some business together. That's a fact. That's a fact. I like that. Yeah. So you go right off the whole trip. You go right off the whole trip because as long as you meet at least one time that day and document that meeting every day is a is a part of your annual meeting. And how do you document it? Um, I use um, I use Toggle for time tracking, and I use. Uh, just like a Google Drive to keep all of the, the documents. Ah, so many, too many apps, man. <laughs> you can, we can put in your QuickBooks receipts if you want to. So you use QuickBooks? Yeah, yeah, QuickBooks for everything. But I think the annual meeting play is huge. It's a way for you to turn one big event a year into a tax, to a tax write-off. Got you. Yeah. All right. So when do you, when do you got to start doing all this tax planning? Just before. So we're later in the year now. Mm-hmm. We have to do the... We just start tax planning now so that we can file before April. Yeah, so I recommend you start tax planning in July, right? So you get the last six months of the year to really build this plan, which is, and again, this is your CPA's job. This is your CPA's job. When you come to your CPA, you're supposed to say, David, let me tell you something. Let me look at your numbers. Look at your numbers. All right, here are five strategies I think we should implement. And he should give you the five and see if you're okay with them and then he should help you implement them. This should not be work for you. But I love educating you so you can know what's happening. Right. I don't want anybody just telling you what you should or should not do. I believe everybody should be educated. That's true. Right. So, um, you know, you run the, you run in this car play, you run in this, um, this traveling play. These are all things that you kind of have to do going into it, you know? Mm-hmm. So finding that, finding that business colleague for lunch, um, picking that place for your destination, buying the, buying the truck before December 31st, so you can write the whole thing off. Like we can get that income down to zero. So that's what I mean by tax-free living. If you plan appropriately, you can get that tax number down to zero. I'm about to get, I got to get a truck. You know, I actually, I ordered, uh, I wanted this Tesla, but I don't know if it's over 6,000 pounds. You can Google it. But Tesla Model X? Yeah. Yeah, it's over 6,000 pounds. Is it? Yeah. It but got, it don't come till January. Do you pay for it already? I put $100 down to customize it. I don't think they let you. See, uh, the th- here's the thing about taxes. It's, it's about when the money was spent. So if you, if you pay for it before the end of the year, you're good. What about my $100? Hundred dollars, yeah, you can write that off, but that ain't gonna do much. No, nah, I'm saying. <laughs> you remember, you was like, yeah, Yo, you can put down ten thousand dollars or whatever. Right, right, right. But so I went into the Tesla place, and they said, well, you can order it. You just got to put down a hundred dollar deposit. Got you. So okay. I put down the hundred, the Honda, and I started making my little configurations. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you'll have your car in January. This was five months ago. Mm, okay. Well, since that is not gonna work, can I give you a play on how to write off your rent? Hold on. How can we? Should I just pay for it now? The Tesla? Yeah. If you can, I would. I would. If they let me, if they let you. But if not, I need to just buy something else. Just buy something else, which is why I was going to give you the how to write off your how to um, get the IRS to pay your rent play. My rent. Your rent. Okay. Mortgage. Talk about it. Talk about it. it. Okay. So here's the here's the thing. So if you have, let's say you rent an apartment, it's four thousand dollars a month, right? Just for simplicity's sake. And you have a home office. I mean, a dedicated spot in your home where you work every day. Mm-hmm. Right, so it doesn't have to be a room; it can be dedicated space. Let's say that dedicated space is about twenty-five percent of your total living space. So it's two hundred fifty. Uh, so it's two hundred fifty square feet, and your apartment is a thousand. Mm-hmm. Your home office is now twenty-five percent of your apartment. Yes. You now can write off all your rent expenses up to twenty-five percent. So if your rent is four grand, you're able to write off a thousand dollars a month because that thousand is your home office's rent. God, how do they know? That you have a home office area. How do they know? So here's the thing: you know, Are they just trust in the calculation. Are they well, going to come so, to your crib one day? Um, if, if you're an LLC, you have a. If you're an LLC, let, make it less than a million dollars. I think you have like a three percent audit risk. If if you are an S corp, though, you, your audit risk declines by fifteen hundred percent. 
Because they, they know if you have an S-Corp, you know what you're doing. They don't have time to audit everybody. So you, you want to keep track of your stuff, but S-Corps, you have a 1,500% less likely chance of being audited. But they come audit you, they come look at your home office. You have a legit home office. And they're like, all right, we, we out of here. Gotcha. So you're saying, I don't turn all these LLCs into S-Corps. Mm -mm. You're saying they all need to be housed in one S-Corp. Mm -hmm. And then the... Every business has to have its own return under this S corp, or you got to file each one of those returns separately. So when you put when your when your LLC owns when your S corp owns all your LLC, you only have one tax return, which is the S corp tax return. That's it. That's why that's why the strategy. Is oh, so and dope. the S corp will encompass exactly. the all the entities exactly. Yeah. So now you have all these companies coming into one company. You have one tax return. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> This is good. This is good. So let's say somebody that is a new business owner. Gotcha. Fresh entrepreneur. Anybody got, like, you got one business right now. You trying to figure that thing out. Anybody here? You got one LLC, right? Mm -hmm. What advice would you have for young Trey on, he's, he's making money, mm -hmm. some of his cash, some of his cash app, I'm sure. Probably. So you take cash app for designs? <laughs> I know. I know. You take cash app for designs, cash right. Just send me some bread, sell me. Right, right, right. What does he need to do? So I think the first thing you need to do is have a business bank account, right? And have all your money funneled funnel in. You have a business bank account? No, not yet. You're okay. going to jail. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to jail. Everybody should have a business bank account because that allows all your expenses to come into one account. And I, I usually recommend people have three because you need one for your income, one to set aside money for taxes, and then one for your expenses. Oh, uh, this is how you say organize or it's beauty organization. So, so hold on. Whoa, 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 don't speed past that. Okay. So we need to have three business bank accounts for the one company. Mm -hmm. One where the money comes in. Yep. So if I have a Shopify store or whatever, all the money goes into this account. Shopify, PayPal, cash up, all that money comes into that one account. And then how do you know what to transfer to these other two accounts? Good. good. So the, my, my rule of thumb is you should be, th you should be transferring 30% into your tax account. This is, you're just saving for taxes, right? If you got a good CPA, you're going to need to use all the money, but I'd rather you at least have it set aside, right? And then, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'd rather you have it set aside. just hit me, bro. Um, that joint hit different. And then expenses, now. you can transfer money based on um, whatever your expenses are. But here's the dope part about it. When you go apply for loans in your business name or like, you know, a car in your business name, they ask for six months of business bank statements. So you're, you're going to give them the six months of bank statements from your income account because your income account is going to show all this money coming in and then like only two transfers coming out. So you're going like to look like a super responsible business owner because you don't have all these miscellaneous transactions mm -hmm. coming out your business account at the same time. So there, you got, you, I think it's going to increase your likelihood of getting approved by like 50% mm. because you have all this money coming in, two transactions coming out. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That makes sense. That makes sense. So 30% of your income go to taxes. Mm -hmm. And I guess you calculate how much your expenses are. Right. You exactly. Exactly. Transfer it over. And then that helps you with organization and, and tax savings. That is really smart. Where'd you come up with that? Profit First, book by Mike Michalowicz. Book by Mike? Mike Michalowicz. It's called Profit First. It's really good? It's a really good book. I, I think every entrepreneur should read. That should be like the first three books. Like four-hour work week. Profit first and um, maybe like Rich Dad, Poor Dad to get you out the right race mindset. Can you text me that? Because that would be the next book club. Profit first. Profit first. I like Eat that. Eat before I forget. You better get a commercial on here. I like what's going on. 
Um, you buy things to show off. I buy things to write off. We are not the same. Ooh. So the the point of this the point Ooh, of this you got a shirt, large. Uh, that's a medium. I can get you a large. Okay. I can get you. I wear this one in the meantime. Okay. Cool. Because here's the thing I want. Here's the thing I, I want every back. entrepreneur to know. Right. Like. It's okay to flex, but let's flex smartly, right? Like a lot of people are buying things just to show show off to people. I'm buying things to write off. Like when I flex on my my, my international trips, best believe the IRS is paying for it. When I flex on my new car, you best believe the IRS is paying for it. New apartment, IRS is paying for it. So it's okay to flex, but let's just flex a little bit smartly, a little bit smarter as entrepreneurs because we have the opportunity to turn our what we consider show offs to be tax write offs. Give me okay. I, I still want to know this scenario. Like, mm-hmm. give me one of your your favorite stories or client testimonials. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, again, you don't okay. have to tell me their name. But I got you. I got you. Give me some situations. So, one of my clients, she we met in like October. So, like, we were in the midst of tax planning season. She's probably bringing in like twenty twenty one. This was like last year. Okay, yeah. So she's probably like a half a million dollars in net income, like net income. So I was like, all right. But she had four kids. How much gross? I think it was like one point one or something. And then the net and then was, net was about 400, right? Four or 500. She had four kids. They were all between the ages of like seven and 16. Mm-hmm. She didn't know that she can pay her kids out of her business and that she would get a write-off for it and her kids would receive the money tax-free. So her kids were doing actual work in her business. They were like, you know, shredding papers and cleaning up the office and helping her with social media. So we're able to pay each of our kids up to $12,500 each we get the write-off for that. So whatever 12,500 times four is, that's that how much she got the write-off on her taxes. But the dope part about it was each of her kids received that money tax-free because their standard deduction wiped out their income. Gotcha. So now she's passing money to her children tax-free and she was able to open up a Roth IRA for her kids and put 6,000 of that money up into investments. So she's saving money on taxes, giving her kids tax-free money and that money is growing for them tax-free. She was ecstatic. It's growing for them tax-free. What do you yeah. mean? Uh, a Roth IRA. Do, do you know what that is? Well, I know what it is. Okay, Joe. Okay, gotcha, you gotcha. To, so a Roth, you, uh, a Roth IRA is simple, y'all. It's, um, you, you could put up to $6,000 in this investment account a year. That money will never be taxed in the future. So if that 6000 grows into 600000 you don't have to pay any taxes on the growth of that money. So my first $6,000 every year of my life, it has the name Roth IRA on it. I'm not going to a club. I'm not buying no shoes. I'm not doing nothing until I fully fund my Roth IRA with six grand. Roth IRA with six grand. That's the max you can put in there. That's the max. Okay, got mm-hmm. you. Oh, so you're saying with your kids, you set up all the kids with a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. give them that, well, I guess you can only do 6,000. Yeah. But I mean, you still put it 12,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 12,000, like but this, half of that is going to their future. Mm-hmm. And then the other half, here's the thing, you're spending money on your, on your kids anyway. Not, why not spend after tax dollars on your kids instead of pre-tax dollars? You know what I'm saying? So I just tell people all the time, like, understanding the... Oh, that would be dope. That is dope. Because I can pay, I can pay my child $12,500, right? Throughout the year, let's just say that's $1,000 a month. When she wants some shoes, she buys them with her $1,000 a month. You're already giving them the money. And then it's not, it's like you do whatever you want to do with your bread. Exactly. And you're getting the write-off in your business because you get to write off the 12500 in your business. Yeah, because I was about to say, I cannot write this little human off. She, eat, <laughs> she eats all day, bro. No, I mean, man, kids all are day. She be at the crib just eating all day. Like, I'm like, how do you eat? How do you go to the refrigerator every 90 minutes? It's crazy. <laughs> all right, here's a question I had too. So I put some money into this investment. Uh-huh. It's a, um, 
It's called a, it's a hedge fund. Okay. You know what a hedge fund is? I used to work at a hedge fund. Okay. I don't even know why I disrespect you with that question. Because <laughs> I just found out. I mean, like, you know, it's not good. It's a hedge fund. So they take the money and they trade mm-hmm. money for the returns. Mm-hmm. And I can see what my returns are. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it. And we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together a Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships, okay? So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is um, The support is appreciated, okay? Thank you so much. Now back to the episode. So let's just say... I put $100,000 into this mm-hmm. thing and the account grows to 300000 Yep. I want to take my 100000 back. But somebody was telling me that I'll get taxed on the 100000 that I bring back. Right. Is that right? Because you're taking some of your gains out of as well. But I put 100 You in, can't just so. take your bases out without taking some gains out. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. So if, if first, it depends on two things, right? Did you have it in there for longer than 12 months or less than 12 months? Less that's, than 12 months. That's the, now you're paying short-term capital gains, which is ordinary income tax rates. At least let it stay. 35%. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back. And it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? 
I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off. But if you use the promo code big deal, it'll take 20% off immediately. But I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code Big Deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer. Okay. I'll see you at the summit. And don't forget to use promo code. Big deal. Yeah. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. But it's an investment. You don't want to just let that money stay because it could not work out. I look at investments like this. Unless I have a better place to put the money, I'm not moving it. Right? Well, what happens if this particular hedge fund just doesn't work out and you lose all your money? (laughs) I guess that's the risk of investing. But if you... I think it's worth waiting a couple more months so you can get the short-term capital gains rate, which is 10 or 15%. Now you're saving 20% just by waiting a couple more months. Say that one more time. Um, long-term capital gains range from zero to 20%. Long-term capital gains, zero to 20%. And what dictates that? Anytime you hold an investment longer than 12 months. If you hold an investment longer than 12 months, you have to pay zero to 20% of- Of taxes on the money. Of taxes on mm-hmm. it. But you said short-term is 15%. No, short-term is- Ordinary income tax rates, which is, is what? 35. 35%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on your income, though. It's zero to 35, but I'm talking to you because you're probably in a higher tax bracket. I'm not. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to twist it out here. It's not. Oh, so, okay, zero to 30. So, what? Did, okay, give me the tax bracket between zero and 35. What is that? Um, like break it down by income. Yeah. I mean, you might not know. Yeah, that I don't know about hard, but like single and married. But like, if you're making over three hundred thousand dollars as a married couple, you're probably in the highest tax bracket. Mm. So, again, you want to get that those long term capital gains rates. Um, do you have Have you heard of a, a, a solo four hundred one k? A solo four hundred one k. I have. But Joe. Okay, good job. <laughs> so it's so many powerful strategies, man, at the, for that business owners can use. And here's the thing. At the end of the year, when you're looking at your net income number, you got two choices. You can either give, you give the money away to the IRS or you can implement some tax strategies to do so. So one of my favorite things to do is have my clients open up what's called a solo 401k. And it allows them to put away 58k a year. And that money, they get a 58k tax deduction and that money is invested in the, in the market. So, oh. so it's like having their own 401k that they create and they control. Solo 401k. Mm -hmm. You can take 58000 put it into that. They trade the money. Well, you can, you or can they trade the invest money. the money. Yeah, you, you can go to a broker and then they'll do it for you. But I love what's called a self-directed solo 401k, which will let you invest in anything. Bitcoin, real estate, you can buy businesses in the self-directed uh, solo 401k. You can be in full control of your money. Okay, so let's say I, I do have some crypto, right? Mm -hmm. You got like Coinbase. Yep. The money comes from my business account mm -hmm. to buy crypto. Yep. I shouldn't take it out or I should take it out? You shouldn't take it out because that, that you, you put that money in your solo 401k, boom, and then you invest that money in crypto. And You put the money in the solo 401k uh -huh. and then you buy the crypto with, from the solo exactly, 401k. Exactly, exactly. But only 58000 you could Per year. Per year. year. But if, you, if, you, if your wife works in your business and you have her be your admin or your secretary or whatever, now she can put 58K in as well. My child. Let's say my child works for the solo 401K. If, if your child works in the business, um, they cannot. It's only spouses. Just spouses. Just spouses. So that's why people do the polygamy thing. I don't know if that's the word for it, but uh, uh makes sense. You know what I'm saying? We all get a solo 401k. Everybody good. Everybody good. Everybody good. But nah, uh, but it, it is power, and it is power in, in, in having a business with your spouse because now every date you go on, if y'all talk about business, now that's a 100% business deductible meal. Take like a screenshot. Yeah, exactly. But yo, you know, so I use my card for everything. Mm -hmm. Why is that not good enough though? No. The IRS just wants to see the receipt for, uh, to show. Because here's the, here's the thing: if you go to Home Depot and just it shows two hundred dollars, they don't know what you bought. And but if it's a restaurant, yeah, I mean, touche. I just recommend my clients keep receipts over a hundred dollars. So, and that's with the with the with that with the QuickBooks. You just so anything over a hundred dollars. Anything over why not under a hundred? Because they're not most likely the IRS not checking that expenses that low. They don't have time for that. Right. Got you. So anything over 100, snap the receipt. You're good. See, I thought I was just good with just swiping it because if you see I'm doing it, and I just tell and, you, okay, and this is And receipts expensive. are only for audits, only if you get audited. But if you're taking care of business, you won't get audited. If I'm like paying my taxes and stuff. Yeah, taking care of business, paying your taxes, writing off what you're supposed to write off. Receipts are only for audits. They're not for filing taxes. They're just in case you get audited. Makes sense. Okay, well, the good news is I don't have to have these sheets of paper. Yeah, that, that's because I can just take a picture ex and upload it to my Exactly, exactly. But again, my, my, my biggest point, I just want people to know how, how, 
powerful it is to be in control of the taxes you pay. Because here's the thing, like we all work so hard for our money. Yeah. And to have somebody take 50% of it is, that's not okay. So the reason I love taxes so much is I'm helping people maintain the life that they work so hard for, right? So that's why I love teaching it. That's why I love educating entrepreneurs about it because like, if I can help you keep all the money that you make, you're going to be good. Your kids' kids are going to be good. You can pass the money down. And if I take your highest expense away, like your life is going to be good. Let me ask you this question. Huh? Let's say, for instance, we got deductions or whatever, mm-hmm. and I owe $200,000, yep. let's say. I can take that $200,000 and buy a building as an investment property and not have to pay any taxes at all? So you're saying if you owe $200,000 and you... And taxes. And taxes. And you, instead of paying your taxes, you bought a building? Yes. No, you, you got to pay that tax. You have to pay that tax because that tax is on money that you owe from the previous year. You have to pay that. That tax is on money. So when you file taxes in 2021, it's for the year of 2020. It's the previous year, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's why you have to, because that year is closed. You have to pay that money. No, so that's what I'm saying. So okay. 2020, okay, let's right. say we're in, okay, say right we're in 2020. Right now. Okay. And we're going to file 21, 21 taxes. Uh-huh. Or let's say 21 2021, let's just say person makes $100,000. Yep. Net income, right? Net income. Gotcha. So they made $400,000 mm-hmm. net income, $100,000. Yep. Right? Before 2021 ends, yep. I take that $100,000 and I buy an investment property. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that my net income is zero and I don't have to pay any taxes? No, that, no it doesn't because you only get to write off the depreciation. But if you went and took that 100000 and bought a car, you would get to write off that 100000 because for cars, they did accelerated depreciation. You push all the depreciation for the rest of life into the first year, right? Oh. And what you could do, you could prepay your marketing expense for the next year in December 31st. You can, you can prepay all your Facebook ads, all your marketing, December 31st, or you can invest in a mentorship, right? All these expenses you can pay before the end of the year and then it's going to wipe out all your income. And then you don't have to pay it with your money. You can use a credit card, a loan, or whatever. So if I do a mastermind, it's $100,000, then that means I didn't make any money. Exactly. What else, what else is, what's it called? Depre- accelerated? Depre- depreciation. No. What are you talking about? Accelerated something, you said. I did prepaid expenses. Prepaid. So you said the difference between a house and a car, a car is... They push something to the front. They push the the depreciation to the front. Yes. What else do they push to the front? Like like cars? Or is that like its own? The car is its own thing. The car car is the only thing that they push depreciation up to the first first year. Mm -hmm. But what was dope about to entrepreneurs is to think about what can you prepay in December? What expense can you prepay in December that's going to make you more money next year? What if my company... Uh Okay, I didn't do the solo 401k. Mm -hmm. What if my company... Buys hundred thousand dollars in crypto. That's a, that's an investment. It's not you can't you can't write that off. You can you can still buy the crypto, but that's not that's not an expense. That's an investment. What if uh-huh. the building? <laughs> the, okay, I'm buying a building uh-huh. to house my office, and it's hundred thousand dollars. It's a business expense. Yes, that that scenario. If you're buying a office for rent, that hundred thousand would be a business expense. I'm buying it for rent. For you buying it for your business only. Yes. Yes. That is a that's a that's a business expense, and you're also going to get deductions for depreciation in future years. I'm definitely that client, bro. That mm-hmm. 
I'll give you a headache. I'm not gonna lie. To you. No, but, but look, what if? But okay, but like, nah. the point is to get entrepreneurs to ask what if, right? Yeah. Most people are so scared to even ask what if they're missing out on hundreds of thousands of dollars that they truly deserve, right? So my my goal is to get entrepreneurs to ask the question, what if? What, what can I write off, right? And we can talk about the book in a second, but like when I made my tax free living ebook, I put 200 plus deductions in there in alphabetical order. So now we're at the store, you don't have to ask your question. Do you have one on you? I don't have one on me. Um, it's an ebook. So. It's an ebook. It's an ebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have it that you can send? Can you send it to me because I want to I want to look at some okay, stuff right I now. Okay, I got you. I got you. So, so the, what's it called? Uh, tax free living ebook. Tax free living ebook. Yep. And, and we got like something special for our audience, yes, right? Yes, we do. What was the website? Uh, it was socialprooftaxfree.com? Yes. Hold on, let me double check. Let me double check. So y'all know on, on the podcast, we like to um, um, we like to make sure y'all are taken care of. So socialprooftaxfree.com. Your ebook, you can get your ebook. They'll, they'll get the ebook, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And here's the dope part about it. It has over 200 tax deductions in there. So like when you're asking your question, yourself the question, can I write it off? You just go through the alphabetical order. It has that, that line item you you're looking right for. Here? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to send it to you right now. Oh, yeah. Send it to me. I want to I look at some stuff. Got here. you. Um, so now you don't have to ask the question, can I write off equipment? Can I write off my car? Can I write off a cell phone? Can I write off a computer? You go to that section in the book and then you see computer and then I have a passage on how to write it off. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Okay, tax-free... Okay, because this this is super important. How much is the book? Uh, it's one ninety seven. One ninety seven. I'm giving it to your audience for seventy percent off. So it's like forty. Oh, seventy percent. Yeah, seventy percent. You got good people, bro. Like you're the man, bro. All That's your people are entrepreneurs. I like, that, you know what I'm saying? I, it, it took me by surprise. I didn't. Yeah. All right. So, oh, so 200 plus tax deductions. Yeah. Where's it at? How do I? Re- oh, accounting expenses, advertising, amortization. Yeah. Joe, go look it up, bro. I got time to explain to you. And, okay. and here's the dope part, right? Because you're about to get to one of my favorite parts. Education is tax deductible. Like we were taught. Oh, attorney's fees. Attorney fees. I actually just fees. Put on, brought on, shout out to Kendra Stevens. I just brought her on as an attorney. Yeah. So all these expenses that we're paying for anyway, yo, like these are tax write-offs that we should be utilizing in our business. Billboards. All the advertising. If you are renting or own a billboard, you can deduct the expense, the whole expense. Whole expense. Oh, we're about to go on a whole billboard campaign. I'm telling you, like, what can, what can you prepay right in December that's going to make you more money next year? All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And 
Everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash socialproof. That's netsuite.com slash socialproof. netsuite.com slash Social proof. If I'm you, I'm prepaying all those expenses. Getting that income down to zero. Yo, so you, pro- I probably need to start talking to entrepreneurs. So I have like a, um, a podcasting, I have a podcasting mentorship, right? Uh-huh. So it's 35,000. Yeah. If somebody wants to learn how to podcast to build their business, they might as well just give me the 35,000 yeah. because they, they can write off all of that. Why do you think Neo sent um, uh, Myron the 55 of December 31st? Think that was an accident? It was December 31st. You think that was an accident? That wasn't an accident. That's on That's purpose. crazy because when we talked about it, yeah, it was December yeah. 31st. Yeah. I, when I watched that episode, I was like, he's smart. Wow. So y'all need to just, it's a text, right? You need this. <laughs> Give me the 35,000, fam. Okay, cars, cell phones, charitable contributions. You or your business can deduct any of the following. Cash contribution. Hold on, hold on. So, so I, I tie the lot. Mm-hmm. At my church, but I tie that from my business account because I like I tie off my gross. Gotcha. But uh, someone tell you can't you can't write off the whole thing. So I can teach you how. Card, come on, man. <laughs> so uh, the IRS took away the typical charitable contribution. Uh, they took it away in the last uh, tax cuts and job act, whatever. But there's a way for you to finesse it. If you donate to a charity, a church, or whatever and you take a picture with the pastor or whatever and promote your donation amount, that's now a promotional expense for your business and it can bring future business back to you. I don't know if my pastor going to let me do that. But that's, I mean, I'm going to say like, so that's a creative way. So when I donate to charities, I get a big check made. I go to the charity, I take a picture with them and I get to write off that as a promotional expense for my business because I never know who might see that and might come to me and give me more business based off the publicity that I get from that donation. I gotta ask him. Ask him. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a if, way. What if he um like fixed up a bathroom in there or like created like this like a the David Shen's Bible study room and like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he that promoted be, like, a better it. way of doing it versus the whole tithing portion. That could be a better way, but I, the easiest way is just to like. Hey, it's my donation, but your pastor might not want people to know how much. I gotta ask God how he feels. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's limits to everything, right? There's limits to everything. A- oh yeah, I'm trying to finesse. You know, so what? Oh, come to come to the mic. I need you to come to the mic so they can they they can hear that. I don't want God looking at me as a finesse. What quickly it's came to, to my mind was okay. you could sponsor like a cheerleading team or a you know one of the. Sunday school classes, you could sponsor one of those and then you could take a picture with. The people? Is that what yeah, that works? That, that, the people that, that, in the that's, class. That's, that's really good, actually. Hmm. It's all about being creative, you know? We'll pray about it. <laughs> okay, so what, what, is the, what is the normal, what is the normal way? I mean, because you can still write off some sort, some percent. Yeah, but it has to be, you have to donate over 24000 okay. for it to count because... You're going to itemize your taxes instead of, it needs to be over 24000 So say it's over 24000 Then you can write it off. Then you're good. Then you don't have to do any of this. But some people don't tithe or give away that money. So, so if a charitable contribution is uh-huh. over $24,000, uh-huh. you can write off all of it. 
Yeah, it's on your. It's a part of your item mass deduction on your tax. Are program. you sure? Cash contributions, yeah. It's. Oh, it's I mean, it check might be fifty percent. I gotta double check. But I know cash contributions. It might be fifty percent. I need to double check that. Okay, but. Mike, Mike, I need you. I need you on the mic. So huh? this helps everybody. So I need, I need you on the mic. Go ahead. It might have a limit. It might have a. It, it, it might have a limit on based on your AGI. But that's why I love writing it off in the business because the AGI is what adjusted gross income. Okay. So they might cap it off on after you know you make a certain amount of money, right? right? But that's why I personally love writing it off in my business because there's no caps. There's no percentage threshold. It's just a one hundred percent tax deduction. If it was personal. If it was if it was personal, no, what I'm, so yeah. let's say I write a I write a check mm-hmm. from my business right. to my church, right? That doesn't have anything to do with the AGI. Um, if you write it off and personal, it will have to do with AGI. But if you write it off of your business as promotion, you you can't donate to. There's oh, no, it has to be framed yeah, as exactly, promotion. Exactly. There's you no charitable deduction for business. There's no such thing. Yeah, unfortunately. So you got to be creative ways to write it off. I don't know if I want to be... Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, ask God. You know? Yeah, I want to be... Ask God. Ask God. Oh, yeah. Ask God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a finesser. You yeah. know what I mean? Man, Rob God. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, you did this to get it written off. I yeah, see what you yeah, did, yeah, son. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Okay, for sure. I got an idea for you. Uh, produced by Pac. So um, what you could do since you are... You, you hoop, you do a church league mm-hmm. and use that Investment. Yeah, but it's all see the way yo. Anybody time, anytime you start out with okay, I got an idea for you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> anyway, all right, th- yeah, that, that, I, I I get it. I get, thank you, thank you so much, man. Um, okay, I see clothing, clothing, oh, clothing used exclusively for work. Mm-hmm. Oh, I okay. This is my my, my brand. Yeah. Clubs, membership fees, and dues for clubs. Yeah. So one hundred percent of the membership fees. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a member at Soho House, so I get to write off. You know, that stuff. If you're a member of a club, like, you know. Mastermind. Masterminds. That's that's more education, but same thing. Commuting, com- conversation, computers, conferences. So conferences. Yeah. And that, and that's that's the thing. So let me just go on that side right quick. We were taught to go to college, spend $100,000 in debt, and we can't write it off at all. All we can like write off is like some tuition, you know, uh, interest on our tuition. Right. But you mean to tell me I can go to a Tony Robbins event, mm-hmm. go learn from a billionaire who's actually doing it, and I can write off the whole thing in my business. That's it. Right. So now like conferences, um, courses, education, these are all tax deductible expenses that you're now getting a write off to educate yourself. It's huge. Got it. So anybody needs some write offs? I got an event coming up this week. (laughs) Content Creation Bootcamp. It's uh-huh. like a couple dollars. Uh-huh. You might want to sign up. It's a write-off. For sure. You know I mean? For sure. Okay. For sure. All right. So credit cards. Making purchases for your business on a credit card yeah. is 100 percent deductible. Yeah, and the, if you are a sole proprietor or a single member LLC, you can deduct purchases made on your personal credit card. Note, you cannot include personal charges. Partnerships, LLCs, corporations, S corps should have a debit and credit cards in the business name to maximize the deduction. Explain that to me. So, business credit cards. If you use your business credit card, you can write off whatever you purchase on it, but you also can write off the interest that if you were to get charged. If you get your all gas, yeah. Gas, so you know, if you go carry any interest, at least let it be tax deductible interest. Right, I'd rather you, have a, you, you if, not have any interest, but right for sure. If you have a business credit card, you need to be buying business stuff. Anyway. Exactly, okay, exactly, I got you. exactly. This is a this is a dope list: depreciation, delivery charges, and shipping, yes. design costs, two hundred plus in this. Like my goal was to make when the entrepreneur get this book, they don't have to ask a question anymore. Yeah, you know, they they get to go through the list and see could they write it off. And like this this book alone will save them twenty k in taxes easily. 
That's a fact. Education expenses, electricity, employees, fixed assets, fixtures, fringe benefit, fringe benefits. What's that? That's benefits that you give your employees. Um, so like, oh, okay. yeah. I don't know why I was. I don't know where my mom was. <laughs> Is that going. sounded sexy or something? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I was going to give my wife French benefits all the time, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, flowers. Then you know, yes, flowers are deductible for your office, the store, secretary. It's, it's, it's got to be a monetary limit on that, right? Client. I mean, I don't see a monetary okay. limit. It just says flowers. Oh, but it's for the office, though. It's oh, for, for the office. office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Graphic design, grooming, grooming. Personal grooming expenses are not oh, yeah. not deductible, yeah. except when you're traveling away from home overnight on business. Exactly. So if you have like an extensive stay somewhere, uh, you can you can write you can deduct your haircuts in certain situations. It has to be an extensive stay. Intellectual property. Yeah. Okay. Intangibles. Also called intellectual property are business assets you cannot see, such as copyrights, trademarks, patents, and goodwill. Most intangibles are amortized amortized over 15 years, right? Over a period of years. Yeah. Also, if you if you pay for your copyright, Mm -hmm, trademark, okay, gotcha. This is good, man. Yeah, I mean mad stuff on here. So it's 200 things on here. Losses. Okay, good. Casualty and theft losses are deductible with some limitations. Business losses, which is shown as a loss on your tax return, can be used to offset other income. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. I think it's important for entrepreneur, entrepreneurs yep. to know. So like, guys, if you have a business and let's say your business in the first year, it loses $10,000, right? You can use that $10,000 loss in future years. So let's say the next year you made a hundred, you can, you can use that $10,000 loss in the future year to bring it down to 90. Because there's no point of you having a negative 10,000. So like you can carry forward your losses in your business. Mm. That's very important that entrepreneurs need to know. This is so good, man. Mileage, uh, there's a lot in there. Motorcycles, motorcycles? If it's for your business, I mean. The motorcycle, the the cost of a motorcycle used for business can be deducted the year of purchase or depreciated over five years. Oh. Yeah. I might need a motorcycle. Yeah, quick hack know. for anybody. A quick hack for anybody who doesn't even have a business and want to ride out their car. If you listed on Turo, your car is now a business. So now you can mm. make money from your car and then write off all your car expenses and you have your car pay your car note for you and you get the tax deduction of having a car. So you don't even have to have a business. You can just turn your car into a business. Hold on. Scholarships. Scholarship given to members of the community as a gesture of goodwill may be deductible as a promotional expense. Same thing, the same play I gave you for the charity. Yo, okay. So we saw, let me not, I'm not taking nothing away from it. But the guy, remember the the um, the guy, I think he went to Morehouse and paid everybody's. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that a play? Did he okay. run the play? If he had good accounting, that's the, that's the play. That's the, you know how much money that was? I forgot the number, but like. I'm thinking you're doing that and like, y'all just gonna take care of our people. Well, yeah, first, first of all, just because it's a tax deduction doesn't mean it's a bad thing. He probably had good intentions, but why not write it off at the plan. same time? <laughs> why not write it off at the same time, man? So again, we're doing all of these things anyway. Why not make it a tax deductible yo, expense, that yo? Is lit. That's, that's I'm, about to, I'm about to start doing some charitable stuff. Not, I do charitable oh, stuff all the time. So no, now, not all the time. Now, now see, see, that's different. <laughs> I don't do it all the time, but I mean, right. this is so good. This this ebook is dope. Thank you. I put a lot of time and effort in that thing. Yeah, and, and it's not, it's more than the two hundred. Here's yeah. the most office trusting us. Yeah, um, I snuck some videos in there and start to help people out. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. This is good.
This is good. And they can get, okay. We'll have the, okay, after they get the, okay. All right. We'll, we'll have the ebook link in there. Okay. We'll have it. This is good, man. And you're doing a good thing. I love for, it. Uh, is Neo here? Uh, anytime I see you, I, like Neil's not too far behind. Okay, cool. Um, okay, this is good. Anybody, anybody got any questions? Anybody got any questions for? I, I bet y'all do. So, do y'all need to write it off? We got tickets available. Still. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, go ahead. Somebody, the microphone. This is so awesome, man. What's the site again? Uh, where the ebook is? It's gonna be uh, socialprooftaxfree.com, right? Socialproof? Uh, no. Uh, oh, it's, it's not, not, not right now. It's not up yet. Yeah. Yesterday, I bought it. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> You're like, bro, all this is scrapped. Like, yeah. So socialprooftaxfree.com is not up right now, but y'all here, so we'll, after this, we got you. Okay. All right. Uh, tax free. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay. After the recording, <laughs> but we're still recording. Okay, okay come well, on, we're well, gonna play. That's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm really trying to make more money so that I can do more charitable content. It's for community. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew Neil was here. I knew it. Anytime. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so hopefully this will help you make more money. I don't know. But um, it just made me think about when you guys were talking about scholarships, um, how you gave some scholarships away for those who did the podcast mastermind. Does that qualify as a write-off? So, yeah, okay. I see, the, you, the, I see what you're doing. Fingers for me. It's maybe, the fingers. Maybe, maybe suggested it at a selfish intent, but I see what you're doing. Okay. So I have a mastermind. Uh-huh. It's thirty five thousand dollars, and you get some scholarships away. From let's say uh-huh. I didn't. Okay. But let's say <laughs> let's say I'm going to give away a scholarship. Uh-huh. Can I write off the thirty five thousand that I gave away? No. Oh, you have to actually spend that money. You can't just say I'm waiving the fee and that's a and that's a write off. You have to actually spend. If you were to take thirty five thousand dollars and then deposit it somewhere for her as a as a as a scholarship, yeah, but you can't just. That means I can say I'm charging you a hundred thousand and be like, no, I got you for free, and then get a hundred thousand dollar write off. Like I can't do that. That was a good suggestion. I, but I tried. I, I mean, I'm just not trying to. You know, I want to lie on here. You know, so that's good. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so bring it back to the Roth IRAs. Can't you backdoor money into it so you can surpass that six thousand dollar amount? Um, how does that work? Yeah, you're right in front of the camera, Neil. There's a camera here, bro. <laughs> Sit down. Go that way. You're still in the camera. Wow. <laughs> 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 I appreciate you, Neil. I'm like, we're running a professional organization here. We're just walking around, hanging out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and I got a question too. So, okay, go ahead. You stay right there because I got a question for our situation. Go for it. I'm sorry. You said something. So I got you. So for the Roth IRA, if you make over $130,000 and you're single, you can't contribute to it because you make too much money. But you can backdoor into a Roth IRA by opening up a, a, a traditional IRA mm-hmm. first. Then the next day you call them and say, I want to convert this to a Roth. There's no income limits on Roth conversions. There's only income limits on Roth contributions. Gotcha. Makes sense. Good. So great man, question. That's a very smart question. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if this will be an investment or a business expense. So me and Neo, mm-hmm. we about to invest in this company's business. It's an investment. Never mind. Yeah. Is, you have to look at it. If it's, is it is it an expense or is it an investment? If it's an expense, yeah. If it's what if we don't make our money back? It's, it, you have the opportunity to make your money back. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 
I'm sorry. I didn't make the rules, brother. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. I just follow. Okay, so this is this is really, really important because we really um You got a question? Yeah. All right, go for it. Yeah, uh, so my question is, um, I actually had an investment property um, I had sold earlier this year and I actually took a loss on it. So um, in regards to, I, mean, I know you mentioned something about um, losses within the business per se. Um, what would, I guess the, the question is from a tax perspective, um, how should I uh, approach that or is there any benefits from actually taking the loss from that particular? So you can write off a portion of that loss against your ordinary income that you make from your job or your business, right? So it's it's a calculation to it, but like if you took a $10,000 loss, you could potentially take that $10,000 loss against $100,000 work income or business income. So it's going to drop your net income down. So you want to report that loss on your taxes because it's going to lower your income, which lowers your taxes. So it is under an LLC. So this- it's, it is, yeah, exactly. Then it's a business, exactly. Is it? So that, that loss will lower your income elsewhere. Okay. Which is dope. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Very lit, very lit. Yes. So I, I can't help it because I'm a CPA also and I'm an accountant. So a lot of these things that are coming up just brings up a really important point. And that is, is to optimize on all the strategies that he's talking about really means that you have to have really good books and records. Right? You really need to invest in your accounting. Of your trend, because an accounting reflects every single transaction that you do. Whatever you buy, whatever you sell, you buy a building, you sold the building, you took a loss on the building. So now, you know, your tax strategists and guys like him can look at all of your transactions and tell you what you can do to optimize. So, so don't think like you got to remember everything in your head. You really need to invest in bookkeeping. That's really right. sound accounting of every single transaction. And as he talks about, then you get smarter in terms of what is a business transaction. My cell phone bill is a business transaction. Certain clothes might be a business transaction. I bought this car. It's a business transaction. And you begin to think like what actually goes into your business, but you really need solid accounting. Right. And just, I just wanted to say that. That's a fact. For sure. That's huge. a fact. Huge. Yeah. We, we, we went through that. Yeah. His book, his bookkeeper is $700. And he says it's a really good, Bookkeeper. I know her though. I've known her for a while. And he's a, he's a CFO. He's a CPA also. So. Yeah. I'm extremely organized. I don't give her a hard time. You might. Oh, so I bet you get a lot of people that's just. <laughs> so I've seen Bruh. a lot. I've seen a I lot. Like, like, that's personal. That was that one time and that. No. If you have everything coming out of one account, it just makes everybody's life easier. Mm. Again, then you can look at your numbers and make a decision. But like, you better run the play of prepaying those expenses before December 31st. You know, I was wondering why Neil kept buying all these cars, and I realized. <laughs> It's a play. Right? You gotta you gotta write it off. Exactly, right? exactly, right. exactly. Yo, Carter, this was dope, man. It was fine. This was absolutely dope. Is there anything we didn't cover yet? I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah, I, I mean you, there's a lot that I we told you how to get the IRS to pay for your vacations, your cars, your house, um, your kids. I gave away a lot. Yeah. Social proof tax free. Get the book. Yes, sir. Um, I I'm definitely you just sent it to me. Yeah. And I'm about to go over it. Because and and you know, kind of discuss it with with my 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 CFO squad. Yeah, you know what I mean. And just let them know, like, hey, so this is some things I'm thinking about doing. They go like, run the play. Yeah, that's good. And not not that it's almost like everybody can't think of everything. Exactly, it's irresponsible to yeah. like depend on one person. And you everybody. have the whole list, and I'm sure it's some. If somebody's like, yo, but in your book, can we do this? You might be like, oh yeah, we can. Exactly. I don't. Three hundred things in there. There's no way I can remember. Yeah. Some of the stuff you said, I'm like, oh okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. 
<laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So, um, yes, this is good, man. I got to pay some bills. I got a uh, quick commercial. And then uh, I'm going to have you close this out with something strong, man. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, the only organization that gathers every single day. Let me tell you about The Morning Meetup. I'm going to have you. I'll come. George said it was dope. On The Morning Meetup. Yeah. yeah. There's like 500 people in there every yeah, morning. I was like, that's insanity. But yeah. Every day. That's Monday crazy. through Friday. So, yeah, man, we teach uh, we teach entrepreneurship, and um, we have a theme for the month. And every call throughout the week supports the theme of the month. So, these last couple of months, we're going over straight money. We talking about money. Like, how do you how do you really set yourself up for wealth? Mm. And we have to have you there for sure. So, and it's only a dollar. It's seventy nine dollars a month, but they can try it out for a dollar. Because here's my bet: if someone experiences what we do for a dollar. So no brainer. Going anywhere. It's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm a hack it funnel later. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go to themorningmeetup.com and check it out, man. So um, I got a question for you as we wrap up. Um, I like to make predictions on the podcast. And I like to know where you see yourself in the next five years, five years from now, so that I can watch this mm-hmm. five years from today and say, yo, Carter said he was going to do that. And look. He did it. Ooh, that's a good question. I don't, man, for the next over the next five years, I want to help over a hundred thousand entrepreneurs live tax free. I'm, I'm coming up with a mastermind program. We say tax free. So if I can get your net income down to zero, you're not paying taxes. Is that your goal? My goal is to help you keep the money that you earn. But here's the thing: is it shouldn't you pay taxes though? I love, I love this question. So if I pay taxes, right? Let's say I pay taxes. The government's going to use my money, let's say, to fund unemployment. Mm-hmm. They're going to pay somebody that's unemployed to stay at home. That person has no motivation to do anything. Instead, why don't I keep that money, create another job, give that person a job, give them purpose, right? Give them something to live for. So all they're doing is putting money into the government. If I do it myself, I can give that person purpose. I can control it and get something, somebody something to work for. I actually like, I, I never heard that response to the question. Because there are some people to say, you shouldn't be like, you shouldn't live tax-free. You should. But I guess if, if I'm doing the money and I'm doing like, these charitable contributions and I'm- Scholarships. I'm, like I want to control the, the foundations I help. I want to control the people I hire, right? I don't want to leave somebody, leave it up to somebody else. So for me, I'm going to use a lot of that money for good. Can I pay my, can I pay my own nonprofit for stuff? You can fund your nonprofit. Not pay, fund. Yeah, yeah you can fund your nonprofit. And then that nonprofit, non-for-profits get a lot of tax breaks, which I don't think we have time to, to dive into. So I can put money from my business into my nonprofit. Absolutely. Write it off as long as I'm doing something with this nonprofit money. It's a little bit more complicated than that. It feels illegal, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but there, there are ways, there are tax breaks you get for having a nonprofit, though. Okay. But, I do have a nonprofit. I didn't do anything with it yet necessarily. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the point. So don't think of like not paying taxes as something bad if you're using the money for good. Again, I'm not saying don't pay taxes. I'm saying pay what you legally owe. Let's not leave a tip. But your objective is to help entrepreneurs live tax-free. Exactly. Because they, so they, they can use that money to fund things they want to fund. Like I'm from the South Side of Chicago. I want to put money back in that community. I can't trust the government to do that because they haven't done it yet. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. All right. Well, can we clap that up? That was a good answer. That was a good answer. So, um, man, thank you so much for uh, coming, man. Make sure you go to Social Proof, Social Proof Tax Free. 
Dot com. And uh, get the book. It's got some specials in there. 70% off? 70% off. 70% off. You got good people. We got good people. Good people. And entrepreneurs. And th- this is like the most needed conversation ever. For sure. Um, so go to socialproofteksfree.com. Uh, please, man, let everybody... want us. I want to say thank you. No, thank from you for having our me. community. This is like... This, this is a... We always talk about making money, but we don't really talk about how to stay out of jail. I say, I want you to know, making the bag is important, but keeping the bag is equally important, 100%. right? Like, you worked hard, keep it. Yeah. Ask to your kids. Like, wealthy people aren't paying, like Jeff Bezos, like, they're not doing that. They're not paying taxes. They're putting that money back to their family. In their community. In their community. Kind of. And, and yeah. You never know. Never know. But we'll put it. Yeah, <laughs> I, want, I want to put more money into my community. So, right. all right. So, please, uh, uh, again, thank you, man. Please let everybody know where to follow you and um, uh, close us out with a word of wisdom. Okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Cofield underscore advisor. Um, same name on Twitter and everything like that. My word of wisdom is that you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. So whatever you want to do, start today. Don't wait. Can't close it out no better than that. Yeah. Listen, y'all, do yourself a favor. Go follow this brother right here. He's just just a brilliant, brilliant individual. Okay. Buy some merch because by the time you see this, I'll probably own a percentage of can, the can I, can I drop the merch link right here? Yeah, of course. Uh, taxfreemerch.com. Taxfreemerch.com. You get the shirts and it also will take you to the Melanin Money store. We can get other stuff. Tax-free merch. Absolutely. Yeah, go support it because probably y'all probably see this. I probably invested in it. <laughs> probably. Hey, on your episode, he was trying to take it. What? You didn't see this say that. You already got a company. Leave my companies alone, man. Uh, do yourself a favor, man. Go follow my brother. Go get you some merch and get you some social proof, man. Go build something. Spend all your time, energy, and money building something, but I need you to go back to your community and teach them how you did it, okay? We are out of here. Peace. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you'll also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.